Welcome to Real Life Mentoring, where we explore real life issues to help you make an authentic difference in the world. Hi, it's Chris and Christina. We're going to jump into a topic today that we know is really going to be beneficial. How to better understand people. And I'd like to just say that I think I understand people pretty well. However, we've been married almost 32 years. And <laughs> you still don't understand me. There's times, honestly, we don't understand one another, right? Right. We had a conversation in the car earlier. Uh-huh. You told me something, and then I responded. I said, hey, this would be a great topic later for a podcast episode. Yeah. And I told you what it was, and you said, I thought you were talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just how it works sometimes. So maybe that's point one. It takes a lot of work to try to understand people. But Truly. it's important because yeah. the better I understand someone, the more they feel known, and it just develops the friendship. Right. So we're talking to you if you are a mentor, if you are a mentee. It's important to gain understanding about people in your life, but especially, especially critical if you're a mentor. Now, some of you, man, it's exciting to think about starting a mentoring relationship but if we're honest, for anybody who has... If we're honest. If we're honest. On this podcast, we're always going to be honest. It is. It can be a challenge. Why? Because we're not understanding people, right? So we're going to just list some things that we've experienced that you may come into contact with. And how do you navigate these things? What do you do when you come up against these things? So the first thing we're going to talk about is if people react versus responding. Have you had that happen? Yes, and I've done that as well. But let me back up. Did you say uh, this statement talk, we're talking about when a wall of protection is there, it's invisible, we can't see it initially? I did not. Okay, yeah. that's important to, to yeah, yeah, point yeah. out. So better understanding people, realizing with some people, there may be a wall. We'll call it an, a wall that we cannot physically see, but it's there for different reasons because people's backgrounds, experiences, they do impact how they open up or don't open up right? And or so, respond. Right. And so if someone has built a wall, it's generally a wall of protection, right? It, it's going to be d- more difficult for them to trust others. And so if somebody has built up a wall, these could be some characteristics that they're going to exhibit. Is that fair in saying? Very much so. Yeah. And it's not. it's never about pointing someone's weaknesses or... No. Or mistakes out. It's helping. Again, I want to understand this person that I'm choosing to mentor yeah. or this person is mentoring me. I want to, we want to understand one another better. So just some things to look for right. to help you. So reacting versus responding. You want to unpack that a little bit? Okay. Um, I grew up in a home where I did not know the difference. In fact, I didn't know, understand the concept of, to respond. I mm-hmm. thought that's what we were doing. We were reacting. Right. There was high stress because of dysfunction. And when you live in that kind of environment, I don't think you learn how to respond. Mm-hmm. Respond is you don't get upset so quickly. Your mind is not confused. You can take a moment just to say, okay, this is what I think or what I feel. Okay. Let's unpack that a little bit further because if I'm listening to this, I'm like, ah, that doesn't help me understand reacting versus responding. So okay, you hit enough. your thumb with the hammer, pow, ah, is a reaction, right? Yes, which is a natural reaction. Right, knee-jerk reaction. Knee-jerk reaction. Right? But sometimes we carry that on in relationships. Uh, let's talk about you and I. <laughs> Maybe I say something that 
you haven't taken the time to understand or it it's out of left field. You don't understand at all. Right. You can react by saying, what in the Sam Hill are you talking about, woman? What in the Sam Hill? <laughs> Let me just clarify, guys. Those of you who have not lived in the South, meaning in the U.S., I say that is a, a, a cleaned up version of a cuss word. That's right. That my parents would use when they were upset about something. Because it's reactionary. It, That's my re- point. Reactionary. Versus the response would be taking some time to go, hmm, what is she saying? And then saying, Christina, I'm really having difficulty understanding what you're meaning by this. Could you unpack that? That's a response. It's not reactionary. Is that fair to say? Yes. And this thought came to my mind. I am talking to you or a friend and I I hold them accountable on something. Uh And instead of saying, okay, help me understand what you really mean by that, they would maybe do this. Or I've done this in the past as well. I didn't do that. Yeah. Or I don't know what you're talking about. Uh That's reacting instead of, wait, okay, hold on. Yeah. Let's just stop for a moment. Take a deep breath. I'm just simply trying to understand something. And so instead of, boom, putting it out there like that, going, okay, let me back up here. What do you mean by that? That's responding. Yeah. Responding usually involves a little bit of time to kind of remove yourself from the situation. It usually involves a little bit of humility. Not always. Sometimes I just want to flat react and go, it's not my fault. When if I just take it, go, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. I didn't put the lid on the peanut butter jar and that's why all the peanut butter fell out or whatever. That's a true statement, guys. <laughs> it happens in our home. I will say our three daughters are grown now at this point, but early on I reacted a lot as a dad. Mm. That's what I was taught mm-hmm. and I had to earn, unlearn some things. Mm-hmm. So I would respond. Yeah. What's next? Well, and let's just chase that a little bit further. As a, a dad who reacted Another thing that you can do if you are self-aware enough to go, oh my gosh, I'm reacting all the time, you can go back and make it right by apologizing. I am so sorry. When that happened, I totally reacted. What I should have done was this, I'm so sorry. The, The importance of an apology when we're reacting in an inappropriate way is incredible. Again, we're talking about, we could go different directions with this, but we're talking about understanding someone better by realizing they may have this wall that's invisible up. And so again, they may react instead of responding. That's just a possible characteristic. Right. So if if you're suspecting that somebody has an invisible wall, they may have difficulty acknowledging their own faults and mistakes. I've done this before. Uh, I think early on in my career as an insecure college graduate, I messed up on something. I'm feeling insecure anyway. If I, when I was addressed, I would just totally be, ah, well, yeah, it was just hard for me to own my own mistakes. It, it's really important. It can be something, a simple mistake. It could be a major mistake. I don't like making mistakes, but I'm going to, and I have, and I will again. There's something so freeing about going, hey, you didn't do that, or you didn't follow through, or you made that mistake for me to go, I, I did. I'm yeah. s- and, and just apologize and find out how can I make it right. You've got listed down here, um, anger develops easily if somebody has an invisible wall. Unpack that a little for us. Well, it makes me wonder. We're just trying to have a conversation or mm-hmm. I would I would approach this, maybe this topic with the, this man I'm mentoring and I would feel anger coming from him. Mm. And I'd go, 
Where's that coming from? Where's that coming from? Yeah. It's not a criticism. It's trying to understand better. And I'm trying to think of an example. Um, it it ties in to the second one we just mentioned, mm-hmm. acknowledging a fault or mistake. Uh-huh. Okay? Yeah. Getting angry, being reactionary. Ghost falls it, into it, that, It too. falls into that. Yeah. So to go, look, just, just relax. I don't know what's happened in the past. Maybe your father or mother... Uh, did not offer you grace and mercy mm-hmm. growing up when you made mistakes. But this is not what this relationship is about. Again, it's learning how to better understand that person and helping them understand this is who I am and how I'm going to treat you. Mm-hmm. And so I just sense that you seem to get angry easily and it's coming from someplace. Yeah. And it's normally fear. Maybe it's always fear. Okay, words and actions do not match. I, yeah, I have been around people where, hey, hey, let's get together, let's get together, let's have lunch. And then that never is a follow-through. Sometimes that's just kind of the American <laughs> American way, people being busy. Sometimes that's a sure sign of a wall that their heart wants to, I believe, connect. I do too. They can't make it happen. Yeah. Because they haven't experienced it yet. Do you have an example? Anything come to mind right now where words and actions don't actually match? Years ago, I remember being in a leadership situation where a leader who had authority in a certain situation kept reaching out. Boy, I want to utilize your talents. I want to utilize your gifts. That's what his words said. Okay. I never heard. There was never any follow-up. There was never any uh, going back to that conversation or, hey, let's put something on the calendar it was just yes 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 i want to do this and absolutely no follow and it could have been just an over tax schedule or something but again it, it tweaks the brain it can anyway trying to understand that person like are you not respecting me right or did you forget or what's going on because there's a pattern again i'm not saying all of these characteristics that we list mean that someone has an invisible wall it may be just they may be having a bad day but it again some of these would represent a wall that someone has up to a point. You put a wall up to protect yourself, to give yourself a definite boundary uh, from certain people. Surface conversations are the norm. I would say that people who have built walls are very, very good at surface conversation. Why? It doesn't really reveal who they really are, right? Yes. And I've seen, it's interesting, in mentoring over the years, I've had some really great conversations with some men, and I saw some real um, open doors happening mm-hmm. with the conversation. And I don't know what happened, but the next conversation or two, it would go back more toward the surface. Yeah. And trying to get it back to meaningful conversation mm-hmm. uh, where you're transparent, it was hard to get them back there. Years ago, when I went to a counselor, she said, Now, Christina, here's the deal. You may really engage with me, but if I strike a chord, you may have a tendency to pull back and not want to go any further with me. That wasn't the case with me, but she said, as a counselor, that is the tendency. People will open up, but then there's a place where, ooh, this hurts too much, back to surface conversation. So that could be that person building a wall. Yeah. It's easy to have surface conversations. It doesn't require any transparency. And guys, we're not saying that you need to have in-depth, deep conversations. All the time. All the time. time. Right. But the people that matter in your life, Mm -hmm. why waste time on surface conversations? It's not necessary. 
Another characteristic is that laughter is often used to cover up talking about real issues or or, or things are always a joke. This is my personal pet peeve. (laughs) This drives me batty. Having a conversation with somebody and I know that we're touching on a a topic where we can go deeper. They're not going to. They're, oh, well, you just want to see what's in my heart. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. So, and they're, they're joking. They change the conversation. And they won't let themselves go deeper. But I've also seen where people, laughter comes out of them mm-hmm. at times that you go, I don't know why you're laughing. Yeah. It nervous. doesn't. Yeah. And guys, these are not criticisms. These are perspectives, assessments made after dealing with people for years, mm-hmm. walking with people through mentoring for years. Again, you want to better understand people. So it's not a criticism. It's just saying, if this is happening, Maybe you're able to, because of trust, you're able to help walk them through that and they let it go. For instance, you could say something like, I've noticed this. You tend to laugh at moments. There's really nothing to laugh about. What's what's going on? Is that a is that a stressor? Is that how it's maybe being yeah, uh, help me understand expressed? I'm not criticizing here. you, yeah. but if it's it's actually awkward sometimes. Mm-hmm. What's really going on? Mm-hmm. I think this is a given, but yes and no answers. An inability to expand. Sometimes that can mean somebody has a wall. How are you doing? Fine. Everything okay? Yes. Um, I think of extended family at Christmas. <laughs> Not necessarily that they have a wall, but there's very little trust maybe in extended family situations. Think of your own, you know, around yeah. holidays. Um, when there's little trust, people may tend to put up a wall because why bother, right? Trust I only see or, them once a year. Or trust or uh, trust or um, a lack of experience of time together mm-hmm. can, can can make that come about. Yeah, so yes and no answers are given um, as just the... Here, here's the thing. If this is happening in a mentoring relationship that you have, something's off because a mentoring relationship, the way we experience it and define it, meaningful conversation is a valid important foundation. Mm-hmm. And so yes and no answers, you can have that almost anywhere. That's not what this is about. Right. What about giving complete, uh, incomplete information? They remain secretive or vague. That, it seems like a no-brainer, but when people are like that, it's because they probably are keeping up a wall. I know that in certain people, in certain situations in my life in the past, if I didn't want them to know all my business, <laughs> I would give incomplete information. Oh, sorry, see I see what, what you're saying. saying. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, because that level of trust just had not been there. Yeah. Anything else on that? Not on that. Another one, uh, they focus on their own good or benefit over others. Okay. So there's nothing wrong with that to a point, uh, but... Okay, give me a scenario. I guess I'm not sure what that looks like. I want to be careful how much I'm talking about myself. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. If I'm talking about myself, well, let me let me clarify. If I'm talking about myself a lot, uh-huh. and it's always, I don't want to be negative about myself, and I'm not. But if I'm always the hero, if I'm always the success, if I'm always the man with the plan, mm-hmm. um, you're not going to relate to me as much. Because guess what? My life is not actually that way all the time. There are challenges and struggles. So there could be an invisible wall up. If I'm always talking about myself on the the success and positive side. Okay. Does it yeah. make sense? Sure. I mean, no one, if you you watch the, the interviews, 
if someone has a new book out or a movie or an exercise plan or diet plan or something, how often do they talk about their failures and successes? <laughs> they don't because right. they want you to buy the book, right, right, which is, right. it makes sense. But guess what? In order to get there, they've had some challenges. Their life is not always easy. Right. But if real life is always like that, I'm probably having a bit of a wall with people. If I'm always successful in everything I do and I'm the hero of all my stories. Yes, true. I build a wall. Yeah. Again, we're just trying to help you understand some possible characteristics of when someone has a, an invisible wall up. And so what do you do? You're you're in relationship or you're mentoring somebody or maybe you're the one who, who tends to have it. More than likely, a fear of failure or rejection are probably some struggles behind these characteristics. If I am insecure, I, I don't want to look like a failure in front of my boss, I may be vague. I may not own my stuff. If I'm afraid of rejection, I may not respond. Uh, yeah, so I think that's can most often be the emotion behind these. So what do you do, right? And I think what we've we've kind of seen um, over many, many years is if you just use a deliberate open-ended question, that is an excellent tool to help somebody get past their wall. Yeah, ha- have you seen that work for you? Yes, and we have an example here because we are uh, people of faith. I put here, a mentor could ask a, a mentee, is there anything in, excuse me, is there anything you want to confess to God while we are together? Mm. Now, that takes trust. That scares me. Okay, <laughs> Just let me, thinking okay. about it. Yes, guys, let's back up. Yeah. We're not talking about you do this, you ask this. The first at, time. <laughs> the first few times, probably. <laughs> right. But once a trusted, meaningful, life-changing mentoring relationship has been started and beginning to develop, you can ask these kind of questions because real trust you have been built. Mm-hmm. So the question is, is there anything you want to confess to God while we are together? And if they say no, you go, okay, then you, you can leave it alone. If mm-hmm. they say yes, then you can say, what would that be? Or do you want to share it with me? Mm-hmm. So you're taking a yes and no question that you've asked them yeah. and then help them to walk across that bridge and to be more transparent. Mm-hmm. Keep it in mind, if someone has an invisible wall up, that's a tough question. Yeah. But but an important question. And yeah. you could phrase it in different ways. It could mm-hmm. be other categories. Mm-hmm. Good. So this is what I'm excited about. Someone has an invisible wall up and they have good reason to. Yeah. Because of how they've been treated, raised, ex- things they've experienced. Fear, rejection, you trauma. name it. Trauma. Yeah. It's all out there. As a mentor, over time, I have the privilege to help them bring that invisible wall down. Look, Maybe look at it as bricks. One brick at a time, bringing them down where they can just exhale and be themselves. And sometimes I do that by lowering my own wall, being incredibly authentic, being very transparent. When I carry a very low wall, that helps somebody else to lower those. But... Even so, realizing the wall is there, being very deliberate, like you said, really helps people break through. And guys, because we are the host and producers of this podcast, and we we train people to be effective mentors, don't ever misunderstand that we have this all figured out. We have learned a lot and continue to. So here's the thing. I don't live with an invisible wall anymore. I used to. Mm-hmm. This is what happens sometimes, though, depending on the person or the situation I feel that invisible wall starting to to rise. Mm -hmm. And I have to make the choice to go, 
don't do it. Yeah. Don't go there. But it, it is a, it can be a tendency yeah. in, the, in the moment of stress. Yeah. Good. What else, Christina? I think that's it. So how to better understand people. Well, if they're building a wall, these are some characteristics that might stand out. If you've noticed them within yourselves, ask somebody, a trusted person in your life to help walk through those things. If you're a mentor and you see this being displayed in somebody you are developing a relationship with, just understand this could be what's going on. And then how do you help reduce the height of that wall? You can ask open-ended questions. If there's been time and investment in the relationship, I dare you to ask that question. Is there anything you need to confess to God? But be willing to answer that as well. So as always, thank you for tuning in to Real Life Mentoring Podcast. We want to thank you as always for listening. If today was helpful, if something that you listened to was helpful, we would really love it if you would go to Apple or Spotify, leave us a review, download, subscribe, and for all things related to podcast, if you'd like to give a financial contribution to help us continuing bringing this sort of broadcasting to you, just go to FahrenheitMentoring.org. 